Hello, and welcome to Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Wiesner. Something exciting happened last week. The James Webb Space Telescope came online, and NASA revealed the first pictures. They're stunning, and they're beautiful. And to our eyes, the images are bright and clear. The Webb Space Telescope looks at the universe through infrared light, which allows it to cut through the dust and debris of space to see the deeper details of star formation and possibly even the light from some of the first galaxies born more than 13 billion years ago. Our eyes aren't capable of seeing infrared images or energy sources. It takes many hours to process the photos. One of the scientists said that the pictures come back looking almost black and that the universe is very dim. So the imaging team has to brighten up the darkest parts of the image to bring out the details in the individual pixels without oversaturating the bright points that are already there within the image. The JWST system is so sensitive that it can differentiate between the bands of infrared light, kind of like our eyes are able to do with a variety of colors that we're able to see in the visible realm. So my recommendation for you is to take a few minutes and visit the Webb Space Telescope page, which you can find at www.webb.nasa.gov. The photos are spectacular. How do you feel about struggle or being dissatisfied? There was a time when I wasn't fond of either one of them. Who wants to struggle? Why would I want to be dissatisfied? But they're just a part of life. Struggle and dissatisfaction aren't bad or negative. You learn perseverance, patience, persistence. You can learn skills you wouldn't otherwise learn. You can act as both the student and the teacher for others who are watching or observing you. Do you remember learning to stand, to walk, talk, read, write, ride a bike, hit a ball? I don't. But whenever you learn or attempt something new, you're not going to be very good at it. You may strike out a lot, not make contact with a ball. Maybe you were very wobbly when riding the bicycle at the very beginning. I was. I wobbled a lot before I gained my balance and became competent at riding my bike or anything else. You don't remember how many times you failed to stand up, take your first step, or say the first words. All that mattered to you at the time was to succeed, to master standing up and absorbing the applause and congratulations from your family. It never entered your mind that you had fallen down 737 times before you were able to stand up all by yourself. It didn't stop you from learning how to take the next step and the one after that. You were determined and persevered. As I said before, struggle and dissatisfaction are a part of life, but you learn new things. You gain strength. You grow and you overcome challenges as they're presented to you. There's nothing wrong with being dissatisfied as long as you appreciate and are grateful for those things that are good. Being dissatisfied isn't a bad thing. It means you're looking for a better way. 
You might have a job that doesn't satisfy your needs. You're not satisfied with your duties, your responsibilities, or the amount of money, and that you're not learning new things or making a difference. You can think to yourself, I'm appreciative and grateful to have this job, but I can do better. Your current job gives you an opportunity to learn while you earn a paycheck. You might see areas that you need to strengthen and become more valuable and advance to a higher position. All one has to do is look at the sports world. The vast majority of athletes are always looking for a way to improve their performance and be better. Most great athletes don't settle. They push themselves and those around them to be even better. Many athletes have learned that they need to do a variety of activities like yoga, dance, meditation, or other practices to build a stronger core and to balance out their bodies. Most athletes are grateful and appreciative for their current success, but don't let that stop them from becoming even better. Now, satisfaction can stifle further growth and development. It shuts the door on being and feeling. From my perspective, the best place to be is dissatisfied and happy. You know you can do more, be more, achieve more, and yet you're grateful, appreciative, thankful, and happy and joyous for what you have and all that you have achieved or accomplished to this point in your life. And here's where you can apply some of the universal laws that I've talked about in the past. You can apply the universal law of polarity to any event and seek out the positive in a situation. When one is going through a bad or nasty or difficult situation or circumstance, it can be difficult to search for that silver lining. But remember, it's there. It could be days, weeks, or even months before you figure out what that silver lining was. But it, can be, it will be revealed to you. The longer you dwell on the bad or difficult circumstance, it lengthens your misery. Don't go looking for the bad or negative circumstances because you're liable to find it. Some people want to relive their circumstances, particularly the negative ones. Don't resist the bad or nasty situation. Feel it. Let it move through you and then release it. When you resist a negative or bad situation, it will persist and linger. And when you find what was good about the situation, whether you learn something about yourself or the other person or how something happened or a lesson, be grateful and appreciative for it. I know from my own life, you can be satisfied with many areas of your life and be dissatisfied with other parts. The key is to have balance. Money can be a wonderful thing, but it can also have a negative impact on your life if you let it run your life Money doesn't buy happiness. It does present people with more options and a different set of problems. When I was growing up, I had a friend whose family had a big home, swimming pool, tennis courts, and lots and lots of money. One day we were walking towards her home and she wasn't happy and I asked what the problem was. She said a couple girls in one of her classes invited themselves to a party that was happening later that day for one of her brothers. Being clueless, I said, well, what's the problem? She looked at me and said, they don't care about me or my brothers or, and sisters. They just want to see inside the fence so they can tell their friends. As we reached her house, which was only a couple of blocks from mine, I understood that she had a problem that I didn't have. 
So I ask, how do you know if someone likes you for you and not for all your stuff? She got a great big smile on her face and she said, oh, that's easy. They don't ask me about me. You know, they don't ask about me or my family, but only about our stuff. Really? It's that easy, I replied. Most of the time it's that easy. You don't care about what I have. It's about us spending time together and doing things we both like, she said. That was the first time that I was able to see that having lots of money or stuff comes with a whole set, with a whole different set of issues. And at 10 years of age, my friend had a way of determining who her friends were, in spite of all the money that her family had. My friend accepted the reality of the situation. So you do the same. Don't fight reality. Life hands us both good and bad moments. We should cherish each moment of life and be grateful and appreciative because the alternative is no life at all. So in my life, I choose to be happy even though there are parts of my life that I'm dissatisfied with. But at least I'm alive. Want to share a short poem? Love, peace, joy to you and me and everyone you see. Love, peace, joy to the world and all around. It sets you free to be who you truly are, that bright, shining, shimmering star. Be the beacon that shows the way each and every day. Open your heart to discover the secret of love, peace, joy. Have you ever had people try and convince you of something? Now they're using big words or elaborate and sophisticated speech. One of two things is happening. They're either telling a lie or they're admiring how smart they are. Good speech is always clear and does not attempt to mislead or misdirect and is understood by all. Words can unite, so speak clearly Tell the truth and present things as simply as possible. So use words that are simple, true, and that unite people. I like this quote from Carrie Fisher. There is no point at which you can say, well, I'm successful now. I might as well go take a nap. From my point of view, there's always more to be done. You look at children who want to help their mother or their dad with whatever they're doing. To them, they don't care how big the task is. They just want to help and make a contribution. Everyone wants to be of use. Whether you're young or old, you still have energy, wisdom, or life experience that can be valuable to others. So whether you are successful in business, the arts, and sciences, We'll take days off. We'll have a vacation. But those serve to recharge our batteries, to clear the mind and release stress and get back into balance. But we still see there's work to be done. And I personally love the feeling of accomplishment, of a task, of a thought, or of an idea. So success in one area or in one item now allows me to focus somewhere else. I'm totally amazed, in awe, of the beauty and the complexity of life on planet Earth. 
I'm blown away at the stark and demanding nature of life. Like most people, I've wondered why I'm here or how should I live my life. Or I know lots of facts and figures. We have about 5,000 years of recorded history, but that's only a millionth of the lifetime of planet Earth. Earth has a history, as does our universe. Our home has stood a vast amount of change in four billion years of existence. Life flourishes on this, on this blue-green water planet we call Earth. The vastness of the universe makes each of us, well, me, at least seem small and inconsequential by comparison. Our universe is a million miles wide. It contains unknown billions of galaxies that contain billions upon billions of stars like our life-giving sun. There are millions of planets and some orbit stars like our sun. Many planets have at least one moon circling their position. Earth rotates on its axis and along with its moon orbits the sun at 65,000 miles per hour. The Sun, along with the rest of our planetary system, orbits the Milky Way, which travels at more than a million miles an hour. Life flourishes on Earth, this blue-green orb suspended in the vastness of space. We are part of this incredible and miraculous system. These facts are fantastic, mind-blowing, exciting, and thrilling to me. And there's a reason I was very excited about the Webb telescope pictures. Our universe, our solar system, is, is composed of star stuff. Humankind is composed of star stuff. Close your eyes and open your imagination. You have a personal spacesuit with a rocket pack. You check all the gauges, you flip the ignition switch, and you find yourself moving up into the sky. You pass through some low-level pale gray stratus clouds. Then you pass through the troposphere, the first layer of the atmosphere above the surface. You reach the upper part of the, the, the troposphere and pass into the stratosphere. The ozone layer is located here and absorbs harmful rays from the sun. You move up into the stratosphere and wave at jet aircrafts in the distance. A glance at the altimeter shows that you're getting closer to your destination. You pass through a thin layer of that atmosphere called the mesosphere, the pre-programmed flight. The moon seems so much closer. You check the altimeter again as the engine speed drops to a low, to a low idle. You find yourself floating in space at 550 miles above the earth. You close your eyes to the bright shining moon. Press lightly on the touchpad and your body rotates 180 degrees and you open your eyes. Can you imagine your body floating in space? Now, what do you see? There's a blue-green orb floating against the dark sky with pulsing lights from faraway stars and galaxies. Focus your gaze on the beautiful blue-green water planet. Look closer. Do you see any boundaries? Are there any lines? defining countries? No, you don't. There are no visible lines between countries. There are no boundaries. Do you see any differences among races or religion? Do you see the walls that people build to isolate themselves from each other? 
The answer is no. None of those things are visible from space. There's only one wall that's visible from space. So most of the walls that separate humanity are not visible. On Earth, there is humankind, one humanity. We are children of the universe. We are all seeds of humanity. We are all connected. When you touch one thing, you are touching everything. Humanity, human beings, are multidimensional. But we don't know that. We can't see that, can't touch it or taste it or feel it. Whatever we do has an effect on others. Therefore, we must learn to live mindfully, to touch the peace inside of each of us. Peace in the world starts with peace inside of you and me. Here's an unknown quote. There is no they, only us. We are part of a large fellowship called the human race. We all hurt the same. We all love the same. We all bleed the same. We all need understanding and care. Our universe has a positive energy or vibration, a frequency. There is a constant hum to the universe. Humankind possesses innate energy, a vibration that is inherent in the universe. Your body has a constant hum. You have innate power, an energy, a vibration. You have the ability to control your thoughts, your path, your life. It's in your hands. What is your body made of? It's composed of nerves, organs, a skeleton, and a variety of tissues. What are they composed of? They're composed of cells. What are the cells made of? They're composed of molecules, and the molecules are made of atoms. And atoms are composed of neutrons, protons, nucleus, and other subatomic particles. What are these subatomic particles composed of? Energy. Equipment can measure the energy that flows through the human body. This vibration, this energy can be focused, and with practice, humanity's energy field can be honed and focused. Individuals compose humankind. Each is unique in essence. Each is unique in spirit. This power or energy is real. I do not put a name on it per se. I've heard this power or energy called the cosmic consciousness, the infinite intelligence, the way, the one, or the divine. I can feel this greater power or intelligence. I know it's there, but I don't apply a label to this power. At this moment in time, Humanity is the highest animal on planet Earth, but we're still animals. Our DNA is encoded to respond to a variety of threats automatically. The fear and flight mechanism is innate. Humankind is not part of nature. Nature is part of humankind. Nature is a part of you. What separates man from the rest of the creatures on our blue-green planet? Ants, termites, bees live in communities. They build elaborate shelters and have a hierarchy of labor. Other creatures have communication skills that pass information. But this transmission is limited and does not include the ability to hold a conversation or pass along idea, ideas via words. The communication ability of humanity is a critical, vital, and distinguishing feature and is directly responsible for the tremendous success that we have experienced since the end of the last ice age, 
10 to 15,000 years ago. Do you want to change the world? And how do you change it? The answer is simple, but many times the action is difficult. The answer is to change you. And I know from personal experience that to change me is hard. It's difficult and can be challenging. But I've learned I can't change anybody else. So to change the world requires that we concentrate on changing or improving ourselves. Everyone's journey is different. We search for meaning in our lives. Many look to religion for a deeper meaning, and some find it, and many do not. I have asked myself, what is religion? And for me, I had a little aha moment. I've done a lot of reading, studying, looking at different religions, different philosophies, and found that most religions contain two common ideas that every member of the human race should embrace. The golden rule, which generally says treat others only in ways that you are willing to be treated yourself in the exact same situation. The golden rule demands that you treat all people with compassion, consideration, and kindness, and has been recorded in culture after culture from around the world. The second idea inherent in all religions is to avoid self-centeredness. Basically, be humble. Here are two quotes. One from Socrates, do not do to others that which would anger you if they did it to you. And from Seneca, treat your inferiors as you would be treated by your superiors. In my search for meaning to life, I've come up with two other ideas to consider and maybe implement in your life. The first idea is to keep your word. Do everything you say you're going to do. Your word should be your bond. You want to take responsibility for your words and your actions. The opinions of others are not important if you are true to your word and actions. The second idea is not to commit an attack against other people. No aggression, assault, or encroachment on their being, their belongings, or their property. An attack violates the rights of others. In all the searching and seeking that we do, we're basically looking for the truth. We may not like the truth. We may want to avoid the truth. And once we find the truth, we may want to ignore it. But we all know truth when confronted with it. And truth is what we seek. But truth is not readily accepted when first exposed to the vision of mankind or humankind. It passes through stages. Schopenhauer Observe that truth goes through stages. First is ridicule, then violently opposed and oppressed, then eventually accepted as self-evident, and then accepted as truth. In science, truth takes about 30 years or so to be accepted. So all the textbooks that are out there are already out of date. Here's a question for you to think about. Do you see what you believe or do you believe what you see? Now, don't answer right away. Think about it. Mull it over. Let your body, mind, and spirit evaluate. Chief Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes had this to say, Truth is tough. It will not break like a bubble at a touch. You may kick it around all day like a football. It will be round and full at evening. So what are your truths? Are you open to changing them?
Now, personally, I'm open to changing my mind when I get new information. For me, that's part of the scientific principle. And I'm always open to learning new things, which might disrupt, upset, or be inconvenient. But that's kind of what life's about. Thank you for listening to this episode of Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Wasner, and have a fabulous week, everybody. Stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to yourself and others.